The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi. Welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Capp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today, we're going to talk about finding your folks, being comfortable with your peeps, who to connect to, where you want to connect, and the comfort level of connection. It's so interesting because, you know, spiritual matters, maybe they're something we think about all the time. Maybe it's something we're we're expanding and searching and learning. Maybe because of something that happened with a loved one who transitioned out of body, we're seeking in ways we hadn't before. Maybe it's new to us. Maybe it's not. But the thing is that when it comes to dealing with people on the physical plane, we're all souls. And like we talk about, we're inside that vehicle, we're inside that magnificent body of ours with that in, the antennas and the ability to hug and converse and our beautiful hearts that reach out and connect. And yet, sometimes we're taught that with the mind, we pull back from certain things because, well, it might be out of the ordinary, it might be scary. Maybe there are scary movies about it. Maybe we're just told those things aren't true. The dichotomy I hear from so many people about, you know, the religious training that spirit is real, that spirit is with us, that that we have souls. And then some of these same people were taught to negate the very real possibility and not just possibility. Of course, in, in my reality, it's a surety of the loved ones hanging out and that the fact that everything we do matters to them, that they're engaged with us. So, you know, maybe people are telling us not to engage because they think it will be too distracting in terms of the physical plane. Well, we don't have to worry about that because divine consciousness set up this very beautiful, beautiful system, and it's literally physics, to raise our vibration so that we can better communicate with our loved ones, so that we could have more of what we want with that collaboration with our loved ones who are out of body. But what does that mean on the physical plane? Well, the key to that is embracing everything on the physical plane. So basically, you're not pulling away from life. You're not pulling away from the earth and all the beauty it has to offer. The balance lies in 
being able to reach out and commune and communicate, whether it's trees, we talked about that last time, animals, so important. Well, what about each other? Maybe there are some people who are frightened by it. You know, I, I know of a couple of mediums, um, terrific mediums, who back in the day were institutionalized. And of course, you start hearing voices, people are going to be a little nervous. So there's a lot of mystery and there's a little fear around this, except when it comes to you and your loved one. So just take a breath, sit back. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. Boy, are they smiling out there. They love this invitation. So let's put the rest of it. So we put in our intention. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Take a deep breath. Think of who you'd like to communicate with. You know, you don't have to wait for them to come in. You can send out that hug. Yell at them if you need to. Whatever it is, hello, good morning, whatever it is, let them know that you are opening up that pathway for communication. They love that. They're here with us. They love being acknowledged. They love knowing that we're aware, even if we're not picking it up. Don't forget what Michaela's mom downloaded a long time ago. Um, Carrie's downloaded that awareness of the connection is the connection. So, okay, you're connected. You've done, you've done the light, you've done the intention and the protection. You're connected. And isn't that a magnificent thing? You allow only people with high vibration are going to come into you because you set that intention. Your loved ones are here. But when we acknowledge them, we might not see it right away. Eventually, you'll probably become so fine-tuned that you'll feel their joy at acknowledgement. Yes, we can become that fine-tuned. In this magnificent body, we have the wave, we have the tingling, we have the goosebumps, we have whatever it is when we feel like something is going on. We all know that feeling, and it defies the regular physical senses that we were taught, and it goes further out into the other senses, and we are acknowledging. We are acknowledging. I think I mentioned last week my husband, Harry, was talking about his mom. I feel her so much. I feel her. And I'm so grateful that I can see because I look and there she is hugging him. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Did he acknowledge it because he felt it? Or was he thinking of her and then she hugged him? You know what? Either way is magnificent. That's our heads trying to figure it out. But what is really beautiful is the energy flow and the alignment and the collaboration and basically the energy of love. It's all about the love, even if you were mad at them, even if they were grumpy, even if they were some toxicity issues or mental health issues, underneath is the soul. So let's talk about that underneath being the soul. What is it? I'm noticing now a bunch of um, people out here are telling me that I can feel as we go into this, a contraction of the gut. When we think about and acknowledge our ability with what we can do, oh my goodness, how wonderful to share that. Sharing the joy amplifies. Sharing the grief, well, it's shared and it's easier. But here's the thing. Why are we so shy when it comes to acknowledging and allowing other people to be in on what's going on for us? I remember many years ago, um, a magnificent teacher I had, she was head of the dance department at Emerson back in the day, and we became friends. We're still friends, Corrine. And 
she said, you know, in 15 years, and this goes back, oh dear, oh well over 40, well over 40 years, she said, you know, I really think in 15 years, you're going to have more people to talk to about this. There were very few people. My mom was always interested. Harry, of course, was. And as time went by, I became a little more brave about sharing it. But so much of my reality, of course, I lived here in the physical plane, bringing up a family and all of that. But so much of my perception, especially way back in the day, was not the normal conversation. It wasn't what people would go around talking about. So I had a few friends I could talk to a little bit. But basically, we, you know, those of us who could, who, who were interested in, in picking up on things like this, we would pull ourselves back. And especially when you're young, when I was a kid, you don't want to be weird. You don't want to be strange. And I picked up on things that I remember one time I picked up something and something happened and I thought I caused it. And my mom was able to help and just said, you know what, you can pick up on energies, you can pick up on things that doesn't mean you're causing anything. In other words, what I'm saying is that a lot of these situations where you have psychic things come in or, you know, for me, I'll just have little pieces come in. Way back, I was, and I, and I know I've talked about this before, I was in a really grouchy mood and couldn't, couldn't figure out why. And my husband, you know, secretly grabbed the newspaper and started looking at the old bit. So it must be something like I would pick up on something but not know what it was, but I would get the emotion of it. And he couldn't find anything. A few minutes later, we got a phone call that an aunt had passed away. So we are antennas. We are such sensitive beings, all of us. Whether you channel or not, we all channel. Our bodies, our souls have the ability. You have whatever it takes. And for many of us, we're not doing it unless the need is there because our heart is hungry for that loved one. So here we are, a whole bunch of people walking around with varying degrees of need, various degrees of how we're communicating with the people out there. Maybe you've seen them from the time you were tiny. Because my mom always was so supportive about it, and she told me she didn't see them or hear them quite the same way. But she would ask me what her father was saying, and I would tell her, and I was, you know, why don't you ask him? So again, as a kid, I began to realize that maybe I could hear a little bit more than she did. But the important thing was that she didn't negate it. Of course, you go out in the world and people think you're crazy and not to use those terms, but there are terms, and again, I'm older, where people would just negate you or if you're too out there. What I've learned in the years of growing up is that if you just give one little, a crumb, a thought, something that is about this, people's eyes will light up and they'll start asking questions and they'll tell you about their story. I think we've evolved, especially with everything that's gone on with COVID. There's been so much loss, so, so hard to understand, so much grieving. And, and, it's unprecedented in, in our history to have a situation globally where we're not allowed to be with our loved ones in their time of going through whatever it is they're going through in terms of a health challenge and a transition. The thing is that we can reach out and connect with them, but you know, it isn't like we're taught these skills in school. I mean, we might have calculus in our head, but when our loved one is somewhere and we're not able to go to the hospital or be with them, can we connect with them? 
I have news for everyone who's out there who's come through, not everyone in the whole universe, but so many people have come through. They could feel the love. They could feel wrapped in a cocoon of their loved one's intention and desire to be with them. That longing, that need defies any physical limitation that we might have in our mind. So if we're sitting at home, whether we're pacing, crying, walking around, doing whatever it is we do, sitting outside, hugging the dog, whatever it is we're doing, our heart and our intention makes a beeline for the energy of that person who is in need, and we wrap around them. Yes, we're in our body. Are we tethered to it? Yes and no. We'd like to stay in here as long as we can. But you know what? When we sleep, we're out there. We got visits. We go out there and visit. Does it mean we don't come back inside our body? Of course we do. How many times have we sent love out to people and we know they felt it? How many times have you felt it from somebody? And then the phone rings. Energy is that primary language that lets us know. So here we are knowing that how can we best help ourselves. One kid just yelled, how can we stop deceiving ourselves, thinking that others are doing the same? And that seems really extreme. I don't think I would have put it in those words, but he's kind of cracking up and he's saying, no, people are so afraid to let the cat out of the bag. His mom talked to him all morning and then goes out and acts like she didn't. And he says, that's a transitional time for her. He says, he just grabbed my little finger. She has more knowingness in her little finger. She knows me. She tells me what I need to hear. And she picks up on me. And if anyone says what's new, she'll shrug and she won't share. So he's here wanting to get a message through to his mom. And he's crying. He's saying, you know, he loves it. He needs everything he gets from her. But she, she needs some camaraderie. You see, while we're looking around, for the signs, and while we're hopefully receiving them, and the love is coming in, whether you see the signs or you hear the signs, whatever's going on, that love is palpable, and it's coming into us. But how can we best support our knowing, our expansion on how to stay in this place and live with the reality instead of shying away from it? Well, the first thing to really acknowledge is when we do share, like I said, that reality People out there are hungry for it. Everyone's looking for permission. When our kids were young and I would write down, you know, what is it you do for a living on all the forms, I would just write down consultant because I thought we don't need the kids labeled their moms like, you know, whatever. And now that they're older, way older. And eventually I learned not to be so shy about it and unfortunately needed a lot of medical care. I just started writing down what I do, spiritual medium. Every single time I've never had anyone roll their eyes at me, I've never had anyone be rude. Basically, every time I get, it's, it's very emotional because we're all hungry for that connection. It just feels like I have an audience and I have out-of-body people here, especially kids who are jumping up and down and going, hear this, hear it, hear it, hear it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
So when a nurse or a doctor or somebody would come in and they have the form and they look at it and they look at me, there was no scowling, but really just open, bright eyes and asking, do you see my mother? Is somebody here? You know, I had this thing happen. Can you tell me? And it's really fun because, you know, part of how I choose doctors is, you know, when I meet with them, I kind of look around and see who they're, I'm not trying to be nosy, I'm not trying to be invasive, but a lot of people who are loving whatever field they went into have masters out there guiding and helping. And oh boy, doctors, I hope so too. So I kind of look at the energy. So I'm already acknowledging that. And it isn't like I'm tuning in or trying to channel. However, because, you know, that's kind of when, when the minute somebody looks at me and says, huh? Well, you know, just, you know what? It doesn't even matter what the words are. That openness, you could feel the open heart. And so the loved one around them would immediately start talking and say, yeah, your dad's right there. And he says, da, 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 da. And it's really a sweet opportunity. But here's the thing. They gave permission by being open. And I really believe that, especially with media, I thank God for everybody out there that's gotten this, you know, on media and, you know, yeah, there are horror movies that make it scary and I never want to participate in anything that has really quick editing and scary music. However, so many people are out there and for mediumship, sometimes it's been considered because of TV in the entertainment business, but we know it's about hearts healing. We call it entertainment because it's on a media outlet and we're, we're curious and we're pulled and drawn to it. But it really is about healing and mass healing. When you're watching something like that, a good medium who's doing something on TV, your energy shifts. Your loved ones are right there tapping you, just like when you're listening to this. So what does it mean when we take that risk? Well, it's vulnerable. It's scary. But it's also very, very raw. And it's revealing something about the heart when maybe you've been taught that the mind should protect. And also I'm hearing a few kids out here saying sometimes, especially parents and, and anybody who's going through a situation where somebody you love has transitioned out there, it's so close. It's hard to talk about what you do want to talk about. Maybe it's too close. You need to hold it inside you. It doesn't mean you have to go rushing around. Please listen to what your needs are. And honor that. Honor what's going on. Take a deep breath. Honor what's going on in your gut. Let the spine straighten. Let the shoulder blades fall back. Let the heart open up. And know that every person around you, even if we're out in the store and we're doing whatever business and it's a bunch of strangers and we're bumper cars, we're little physical bumper cars, but every single person is a soul inside a vehicle, and they're out there going about their business, and we don't know what's going on for them necessarily. Maybe we can feel it with the energy fields. One thing I found so fascinating during COVID was that we had to distance from, other than the people we were kind of holed up with, but we had to distance six feet. I found that fascinating because basically the layers of auric fields, and there are many, and I, I don't see all of them, obviously. I hear there's seven. I have no idea. I think I've seen like, you know, three, four, basically. And just the movement, and they move with it. You know, it's an auric field. So they, we say layers, different colors, different energies, all of that swirling around. But imagine that we're out there in the world, 
and we shop and we go here and there and we go to school, we go wherever it is we're going, we sit in a theater and all of that energy is around us emanating from all of these people. All of a sudden, we're not sharing that energy with other people. And so we're having to learn how to connect in a different way. I found that such a curious and interesting phenomenon when, when we need each other the most. We're sequestered. You know, it's so scary when people are, are not well or going to hospital. We can't be with them. We want to gather when somebody we love passes out of body. Oh, my goodness, every culture, we come together, we support each other. None of that was allowed. And even more so, we weren't allowed to engage energetically in ways that we're used to. But here's the thing. Start thinking about, we were used to that. You were doing that all the time, and you were doing it quite easily and quite normally without probably thinking about it. And now the world is opening up again, and we're able to kind of bounce off each other again. Our energy is different, and maybe we're still distancing a bit. Maybe we're still being cautious. But the thing is that we are changed energetically because other than people who were out there working and... um and, and it's scary. We had somebody in our family who was out there every day, and oh boy, is that scary, you know? Talk about praying and praying and praying. So sometimes, you know, a lot of people, their experience was sharing the energy with people. But for a lot of us, it was sequestered and pulled back. Now that we open up and we're able to connect with that energy and have some awareness of it, we can be discerning. We can choose where we'd like our energy to be. And maybe we're coming out of the whole COVID experience way more discerning because, you know, our priorities may have shifted, what's important may have shifted. And again, if we've had trauma during that time, every, everything, everything has shifted. So how are we going to look at each other out there in the world as the world is opening up again and we might be in a very different place than when we started? Or maybe some grief that we haven't processed yet is coming in, or maybe we're still looking to resolve some of the older stuff. However it is, it feels to me, and it feels they want to channel in. Our need has been greater. Our need, we look up, and even, even the agnostics, even the, they're telling me out there, they're channeling into you that even the people who don't believe in anything are looking up and going, what the hey? Because it's human nature. It's like a punch in the gut, watching the fear. Even if we're okay, we, we have compassion for so many people who are going through so much. What can we do? We send them love. We send them energy. But here's the thing. We're all here together on the earth, and we absolutely understand that our connection here on the earth is what will open us up physics-wise, literally raising the vibration, lifting us up, and do you know what? We have to respect sometimes when you, you can't be lifted up because you don't want to be. That could be a choice at that moment. And maybe at some point you can go under it and align with the loved one out there who wants to help us lift up. Sometimes we have to release what we have inside us first. Respect what's going on for you. But then also, when we talk about opening our eyes to the sky and the sunsets and the animals and the trees and the love, Look also at the other people walking around the earth, needy, wanting, wanting to allow, wanting to take responsibility to have the reality, that deep reality. And for some of us, and this is what I'm hearing and what they want to channel in, the fear is so big. 
and the fear, and sometimes it causes mayhem. There are a lot of things going on in the news. People are frightened, and people are doing, they're very reactive. When we stop and remember with compassion, as, as we are prone to do now that we have this, and, and maybe you've had this awareness all along, take responsibility to sit yourself down or lie yourself down and say, I am a spiritual being inside my body. That means I am nothing less. That means my out-of-body loved ones have access to me, and when I have access to them, is it different? Absolutely. Are there things we miss? Absolutely. But we're coming to understand who we are inside the body, grace and love. We can look around and recognize everyone else in that way. Isn't that what divine love, isn't that what basically all religions in their inceptions are trying to teach us? We're all connected. We're all one. All of that is there. So in our loneliness, in our grief, and in isolation, and again, isolation because of COVID, and sometimes solitude because we need it and respect for that, somewhere in there is also the need to have other people recognize what's in us and the need in us. Again, every time I hear a parent say, nobody wants to mention their name, every time Somebody says, you know, what work they said, you know, it's enough already. It's been however long. We, we know those things don't work. What is time? That's a, that's a fun thing we'll talk about sometime too. Time is, is, is relative. We know that. So let's talk about our relatives and time. Our relatives are with us all through time before they come into body, after they go out of body, our soul families are connected. How can we best support our need for community? is to give the gift to someone else of recognition of who they are. Be someone's mirror. They're crying out there. Look at somebody and trust them if you feel comfortable. I'm getting, feel this, feel this. If you want to go on this little ride they're preparing for us, feel if you're sitting, feel the energy of your feet being aligned, like magnetized to the earth. You're walking on the earth plane. If you're lying down, just feel the magnetism of the earth. Feel the comfort of that. Feel the cradling of that. Divine consciousness cradles us. Why do you think they call it Mother Earth? Mother Earth sustains us, but Mother Earth holds us. Mother Earth cradles us. Even in the old days when burial, you know, now there are alternative things. Personally, I want to be a pod and become a tree. But, you know, in the old days, there was the cradling. They wouldn't use a lot of cultures. There, there wouldn't be a fancy casket, although it would be wood at least, but well, why waste trees? We're going back to the trees anyway. I, I know in, in a lot of ancient cultures, you would just be dressed in a shroud and put back to the earth so that because we are the earth, we're earthy peeps. Think about how connected we are to the earth plane and to each other. All the brave souls you see around you, pioneers just like you came into this body, said, I can do this. I'll come in, I'll forget a bunch of stuff, but I'll remember who I am. You do remember who you are. You do. We all do. It's in us. And the beauty of it is when we let go of whatever it is we were taught that's a limitation to who we are, and let's brush them all off and remember that even the people who came before us who perpetuated those limitations, they were taught. They were a way to keep us safe, keep us in line, they were giving what they had to give us so that everything could be okay, for the most part. And, of course, there are variations. 
we don't need to limit ourselves by what we were taught when we recognize that our gut instinct is stronger than what goes on in the mind, and the mind is strong. The mind is powerful. We're brilliant beings, but our heart and our gut, they tell us the truth. The heart, well, it could take us down some kinds of merry roads, but the emotions are true for us in whatever moment they're happening, convoluted or not, however we might want to look at them, it's the reality of what's happening inside us. And our gut can guide us knowing that we're the soul that's directing all of it. We can be reactive. The mind can be reactive to what we were taught. I think it's really important, and they keep telling us not to get angry with ourselves. When we have a knee-jerk reaction, when we react to old patterning that no longer fits us, and one of the best ways we can honor them out of body is to honor them and not the things they taught us that they wouldn't honor now, but they did automatically because they were taught, we were taught, and now that we dismantle, disassemble, and really examine some of those things, maybe we needed some of those things back then, maybe some of those things. It's interesting, the analogy that comes up for me, this is really out of context, but I think of kosher laws and for other cultures as well, certain animals, pork, that there are other cultures as well that won't eat pork. My belief is back in the day, they were keeping us safe. There might have been something unhealthy in there, like, well, trigonosis and bottom feeders for fish. My idea of being kosher now would be organic and clean food. <laughs> Ask if I'm kosher either way these days. Nah, you know, because we make our choices, we do what we do. But it's interesting because the point is, the analogy is, that we're taught certain things to protect us, to keep us here in the body for a very long time. And sometimes it's mixed in with spirituality, and those things are wonderful. Yes, let's stay safe. It's a very spiritual thing to want to stay here. Yes, it is. But some of those rules might not fit. So here's the thing. If they're out of body and they're not ascribing to, they're not going for, and I'm sorry, I'm malapropping the words. It's coming in fast, and I'm looking for words, so I'm sorry if I'm malapropping, but it is so easy to just, I, I had to stop and pause for a moment because out of body, I heard them all kind of nudging each other and cracking up and talking about what they wanted to go to next. And it's group speak. And it's interesting because I channel in so often that our loved ones, especially the parents and the oldsters that taught us, you know, the people who might have been the ones training us, that they want us to honor them, but not the dysfunction. We have to really look at the fact that a lot of the dysfunction is really things that they were taught to keep us safe. Okay, there's a lot of other dysfunction too. But, you know, the things that, you know, afraid of doing this, I was brought up with a lot of fear. I was taught you could die at any moment. Kind of interesting considering I could channel, but I was taught literally to be very, very afraid of death. And that was the family trauma. Harry's family, I think you know already, it's Holocaust related family trauma coming through. So you learn how to be really tight and really scared. And then, and you listen because the people who are teaching us for the most part, of course, there's levels of toxicity and other stories going on sometimes, but they want us to be safe for the most part. And so they're perpetuating some myths that might not really work for us anymore by keeping us safe and not wanting us to go out of the boundaries. Oh, if they hear something, oh, that's scary. And well, if they're dead, they're gone, you know? And it's like, you have to live your life and go forward. And we, we know that sometimes things like that can feel logical because 
Well, the world would like us sometimes to go back to how we were because that's safe and sane, isn't it? But we can't, and we won't, and we never will. And I find from channeling that they tell us when keep trying to pretend or not even pretend, try to continue life as it was, it's not allowing the new collaboration to be as it is and holding on to something that's almost they're using the word self-punishing in a way, although it probably is still part of the process. So don't negate the processes you need to go through. But at some point, we can relate and understand that the people around us are probably shifting and changing just like we are. They're learning and growing, and especially after what we've gone through as a, as a group, as a, as a world a world group, a world, you know, we've gone through so much together. And vibrationally, even though, again, org field-wise, we're not connecting in that way, something else is happening. We're connecting with compassion. We read, we see the faces, we think about our loved ones, and we have such compassion. And I just got the feeling of letdown in terms of if somebody is giving milk, literally, and I'll get that symbol as something that the people who have gone through so much and we're out there and not knowing how to relate to each other, and yet we might brush by someone and get that feeling of giving them. They need, we give. You don't even know you're doing it. You're commiserating, you're loving. What you're needing, what you're wanting, your collaboration, your awareness, wherever you are, your pain, it's all in that energy field. No, it isn't spilling your guts all over the place. And literally, if you spill your guts all over the place, maybe that will be healthier. That's up to you. We all do it in so many different ways. But what we're talking about here is the recognition that people are walking around, and again, bumper cars sometimes. But at this point in time, so many of us, who, who doesn't know somebody who hasn't gone through something pretty dire in the last few years, and so when we just think about others out there, we get that feeling of wanting to give them, hug them, commiserate with them. So it's a time when we might choose to allow ourselves to be more open about our reality, because if you're choosing to listen to this and you're going along with meditation whatever way suits you, you're individuating and doing what feels right for you in the communication and yes, you want more. Of course we do. You're allowing, you're open, but you're saying hello. Maybe you didn't get the tap. Maybe you didn't get the wave, but you look up and give it to them because we love them. We give it to them when they need it without them asking, don't you see? And they're always doing it to us. And they're asking us and literally give it to each other. I know in some religious services, you turn and you hug the person next to you or you join arms, you sing together. And again, one thing I'm really glad about all of that is that God said make a joyful noise as opposed to really good singing because I'd be sunk. But that commiseration you feel when we're together, I know from my religious background, what you say with prayers for those who have passed. And when everyone is, you know, I do it at home, but when, I, when everyone is chanting that, you know, I, I, I'm not invasive. I keep my eyes closed during that time. 
But other times in the service, if I open my eyes, I see the loved ones enveloping them. And I think this is going on all over the place. And do you think you have to go to a house of worship for that? I mean, it's, it's up to you. Uh, but Mother Earth, we are in a, a home of worship. It isn't a house with a roof on top because the sky is our, is, is, is our. We come from all of this. If we're going to acknowledge the divinity in us, we automatically recognize it in each other. As we choose to share the divinity and the collaboration with our loved ones out there, we sit, we talk to them, we look at the birdies, we say thank you, we say good night, we say, did you see auntie so-and-so today? Is grandpa okay? Or grandpa, is the kid okay? Is he acting up? <laughs> they just hugged me out there. You feel it? They're hugging you. They love this. They love the communication. What if we all turn? And they're crying out there with glee and laughter with joy because here's the thing. If somebody says you're crazy, so what? That was a kid out there. If somebody takes a big step back and goes, oh boy, so the, you know what, what? Because here's, that might happen here and there, but you know what, even if it does happen, that person is defended and has some fear. The people who react in ways that they act frightened, you know, it's the neutral people who are really just like, okay, whatever. But if somebody has a knee-jerk reaction where they give you the side eye, that means they're looking for whatever it is you have, and they're afraid. Why not give someone permission? You don't have to cut through whatever it is they were taught. It's enough you're cutting through your own and our own and, and the ones we love. We have a lot of work to do as people. We come in here, we learn a lot of things, and then we get the grace and beauty and divinity to decide what suits us and what to let go. And what you might find is a lot of that beauty they gave us, but a lot of rules about how to do it that might not fit. And maybe it suited them, maybe it was, maybe it was okay, but I can tell you over and over they're telling us, hold on to the essence of it, but no, 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 not that. That was, if it's limiting, no. So here's the choice and the beauty. To choose not to limit yourself, you can turn and acknowledge the expansion and the need and the love and the energy and the truth about the other person. They're in a soul and a body just like you. They have a beautiful heart just like you. Hopefully they're doing nice things with it. But if you acknowledge or let a little bit of the cat out of the bag, watch their eyes light up because we've evolved quite a bit and our evolution, I'm told over and over that between, you know, we talk about uh, electricity being higher vibe and then with uh, digital being such a high vibe, they'll be communicating through digital technology, through all of this. It's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, that's really lovely. But the wave, when they hug you, that's really beautiful that all the technology in the world, though we want it and it'll make it, oh boy, so much easier to hear everything and heal, that wave, the flow of the energy, the truth of the energy, picture a figure eight lying sideways and the energy just going around and meeting in the middle and going around and meeting in the middle. That's what we're doing. We're in body, but our soul is engaged. Our soul is engaged with each other's souls, with the souls who have gone before us and after us, with those who are out of body with us, 
with those we love and pray to, divinity pretty expanded. Our reality is pretty broad. So rather than holding back in shyness and thinking, hmm, maybe think about how your comfort level, if you're not worried about being judged, and, you know, it's okay. Because when we're judged that way, do you know what they tell us out there? Oh, they might, you know, think whatever, they're scared. But when the time comes that they need, maybe that little flash that you gave them and maybe you walked away feeling silly, but maybe it's exactly what they can take out of their back pocket and they can hold on to it when their loved one is crying and trying to get through and they don't know how and boom, something organic happens there. Time is strange. Everything, everything affects us and is with us all the time. Take a deep breath and notice what's happening in your gut. Allow your heart to expand. Allow the energy to expand from the heart and go down the arms and into the hands. It's in your hands. It's in your feet. It's in your heart to walk wherever you'd like, to share wherever you'd like. You need to be alone with, with your loved ones. Do it. But divine consciousness already set up a way that you have to go out and engage to have your vibration go up. And even if it isn't with people yet, even if you're not in that place yet or at this moment, the trees, the animals, the energy, the love is all there for you to connect with. Imagine again giving yourself a valentine of reality by turning to someone else and sharing it with them regardless of their ability to share back. Imagine sprinkling fairy dust all around, sparkles, for people to pick up when they need it. And you know what they're saying out there? You're going to find a whole lot of people who kind of, I'm getting that, kids, kids love to do this. They'll shift it to something fun and funny, something so painful. And, and they just showed a cartoon character wagging its face back and forth and the skin is flapping going, what? what, what, what? I hear you. The heart jumps. Their eyes well up. Do you see them? Do you hear them? Because even if they can't at that moment, if they know that somebody has that awareness, it opens it up for them. And people are, oh, one kid just yelled, oh, that's, he, they just said, say it, say it, say it. I'm going to repeat it because they don't use the word die, death or dying very much. They just yelled, people are dying to talk about it. People are dying to share it. You don't need to literally die to commiserate, to feel, to commune, and to share that love and to have it grow. So be brave when you feel like it for yourself, but also for those around us that we perceive are right there, or maybe inside their head they might not have a clue because they were pushed away from it, but maybe their heart is hungry. We all love people. We all share Take something and share it. Be brave because the gifts will keep on giving, even if somebody rolls their eyes. And you know what? One kid just said, if they roll, roll their eyes, they're looking at more than what they were looking at before. That's kind of funny. If they roll their eyes, they're taking it all in. Maybe that's the first step for some people. That's okay. But we can be a gift to our loved ones by acknowledging. We can be a gift to other humans here by acknowledging. And we can be a gift to ourselves by living in the reality. 
and learning to be even more comfortable in this beautiful vehicle that we're in because our soul is learning how to communicate with sweetness, bravery, divinity, hunger and thirst, sweetness and love. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.